Hello everybody, my name is Molly and we have not yet met and I hope that you guys stick around. I am a almost 26 year old female and I suffer from a couple disabilities but I want to make this podcast about something more than that. Um, disabled like we are not I think there is a major stigma around that word disabled people don't like being called disabled it's extremely touchy to talk about being disabled and being disabled almost is a negative connotation to some people a lot of people find it negative and I think that it's the opposite I think that that stigma really needs to be gone and I want this podcast this series to be about that so today I wanted to go over a few things I wanted to also say probably what's gonna be coming up in the future of this podcast um, one, I really want you guys to get to know me, my disabilities, um, all that. I think I've already said that. Um, I'm kind of nervous. It's first time. So, um, two, I am going to be doing interviews with people who have disabilities. I want them to share their stories. I want them to tell you how they deal with their disabilities on a daily basis and what they do to make it a positive thing in their life. And I also want to talk with people who aren't disabled, people who, what they think of disabilities or people who are directly involved with people who are disabled. Now, when I say disabled, I mean disabled on a very wide range scale. I'm talking all the way from learning disabilities, you know, anything like that, to somebody who is in a wheelchair or worse. And I think that we are going to have some amazing conversations on this podcast. The first I want to delve into. Um, I honestly wanted to do kind of on a live stream and I think that if this is a good podcast, if this goes over well, I might air this as a live. I might go ahead, go on ahead and, um, maybe do this on Twitch or figure out YouTube live. However, um, I have a article in front of me and it's 10 things that are annoying or inappropriate questions disabled people have to endure all right on this specific website this is called this website is called disabilityhorizons.com i will repeat that it's disabilityhorizons.com and The first thing that they talk about is, do you need a license for that thing? 
and what they say is quite often wheelchair users are asked whether they need a license for a wheelchair use. It may seem like an innocent question, but would you stop a cyclist or even a pedestrian and ask them, do you need a license for walking or cycling? I think that this goes past even wheelchairs, but I do want to say this is one of the most rude things to say to somebody. And I want to open up a conversation about this. How do you guys feel? Do you guys feel that, you know, when you see somebody park their car outside your local grocery store and they walk out their car and they look just fine and but they have that disability thing in the mirror and they have a disability license plate and you look at them and they look like they have nothing wrong like nothing wrong with them whatsoever i can guarantee you most everybody and I'm not going to play like I've never done this before, including myself. I have thought, why are you parking there? I don't think we have any right to say that because as we get to know or as you guys get to know myself, you will realize I myself have invisible disabilities. Invisible disabilities has such a wide range and I think that it's really hard to place judgment on that. You know, the person that gets out of that car could be having an amazing day from her MS or an amazing day for, from something, you know, just something completely off what you're thinking people don't necessarily have to be wheelchair bound to have a disability pass or anything like that and i don't think anybody who has those things should feel bad about it if you have those things use them use them not because you can and because you know oh i want that first spot in that grocery store no mm, no use it because it's good for you even if you're having that great day you know you don't ever want to beat yourself up don't ever feel bad for using the tools and utilities or the things that are given to you for your disabilities use use them to your their fullest potential because you deserve them and that's exactly where i stand with that okay so the second thing on this is do you sleep in your wheelchair and what else is said on here is if people don't regard someone's wheelchair as some sort of car that needs a license they regard it as a bed home and chair all in one although i can't deny that i do doze off occasionally especially when i was in lectures at university most wheelchair users sleep in bed like everyone else 
So whoever wrote this article is wheelchair bound and um, this is very personal to them. This is insanity. Does somebody... (sighs) Okay. If you are tired of walking, say you're a regular old Joe, you know, you're walking around, everything's kosher, good, but, you know, you've been walking for 10 hours, you know, 10 hours, you haven't had water, you haven't had food, you are just tired, you're freaking tired, okay? You're walking around, it's time for bed, you get a little food in you, you take a drink, and you're like, okay, I am done. I'm done for the day. Are you going to sleep walking because you're walking all day? It doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, if somebody's in a wheelchair, it, it does not necessarily mean that they need to be stuck to that wheelchair 24-7. People like beds. Beds are comfortable. Why, why would somebody want to give up their bed? And I'm not saying that this is for all cases. I'm sure that there are some people out there that may or may not need to use their wheelchair as a means for sleeping but in those cases I am quite sure that those wheelchairs are made to be as comfortable as they possibly can and things are good for them but I think that that is a terribly rude thing to ask and um, it's invasive and nobody wants to be asked that kind of question The third thing on this question thing is, oh, my friend's daughter is in a wheelchair. Do you know her? That is also said on here, being disabled does not mean that you are a member of a big secret club where everyone knows every other disabled person under the sun. Speaking from experience, this is extremely true. I do not know every disabled person (laughs) um i am going to tell you basically the two things the, the the major two things that i have i have type 1 diabetes and i have something called cd and cd is called is short for cervical dystonia and cervical dystonia is where you, it's a neurological disease where it um, makes your neck and your uh, there like right, there's the muscle that connects from your shoulder basically to your neck um, and skull spasm um, whenever and, and and basically some days I am completely like my head is almost touching my shoulder to the side to my right side and some days um it's not even close it's just upright and i'm fine but speaking from experience 
And knowing that we have places like Facebook and all these awesome things that we take that, well, I'm sorry, not that we take, that we have, that we can use at our disposal does not mean that we are connected with every single um, person that is disabled. Not that we don't wish that maybe we could be, but also some of us enjoy our privacy. And um, I may be a member of all these different groups on Facebook because I'm always looking for things to make myself feel better or um, just to have that big, I love to have a really big support system. So I may be interested in that kind of thing, but others, they may not. And that is totally okay. And um, I do not think that everybody should be just asking, oh, well, um, you have cervical dystonia. You must know this person. Now, do I also think that this could be a little over the top to be like, oh, uh, completely rude to be asking this? No. Um, if you guys live in the same town, if it's a bit of a smaller town and, you know, there's a lot of smaller doctors around and um, different situations in cases where there's a lot of people that know everybody, <laughs> then obviously asking this question, I do not think is completely bonkers. Sometimes it's okay to ask this kind of question. Okay, so the next thing is what day center do you go to? Um, personally, I've never been asked this kind of question. So let's see, uh, what they say on here is a frequently asked question based on the assumption that all people living with a disability use, day, use a day center. There is nothing wrong with getting support from day centers, but people shouldn't assume that regardless of someone's disability, all disabled people need to use day centers. I don't really have much of a comment on this, um, except for probably about two things. The first thing is, um, why would somebody ask this? I, I do not see the need to ask this question unless you yourself go to a day center and maybe are curious as to if they go to a day center themselves and um it, you know if you possibly go to the same day center but with that also being said i feel like there would be a mutual question there i think that maybe you both would be asking this if you both attend a day center and if you are also disabled and asking if you go to a day center, I think that it would be brought up way differently. 
I think it would be like, um, you know, I, I go to a day center. Um, I was just curious, do, do you attend a day center? And if so, which one do you go to? I go here, you know, and if that is not the case, then this question should never, ever be asked. Ever. <laughs> and that's my opinion on that. Um, all right, so number five, can you drink and eat normal food? Oh, this hits home. This hits home. Um, what they say on here is for some peculiar reason, some people think that if you are disabled, then you must be on a strict diet. I've heard people being asked questions such as, do you eat normal food or can you drink? Most disabled people do not have special dietary requirements and can indulge in whatever food they like. Okay, so this touches on the first um, diagnosis of my life, which would be the type 1 diabetes. I was diagnosed at the age of 16 with type 1 diabetes. Uh, I, I believe at that time it was still considered, uh, it was still called juvenile diabetes. It is no longer called that, it's simply just called type 1 diabetes. But with this being said, I hated this question. Every time I went to eat something that had any sugar in it, I was told, should you really be eating that? Um, are you allowed to eat this? Or how many times kids would come to school like for their birthday and bring in cupcakes and things like that and not give me one because I was a type 1 diabetic. And they say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't make you one because I didn't think that you could have one. Um, no, I can. And, and most of my life, I've been on a insulin pump anyway. So it, it just, it drove me crazy because you have no idea what my dietary um, restrictions are. And if I wanted to have that cupcake, maybe I would have to give up something else during the day or something, but you would have no idea about that. And that wouldn't, wouldn't always be the case. So when people do this to others, it really bugs me and it really makes my heart hurt because uh, you shouldn't be doing this to people. You shouldn't ask them if they can eat this. You shouldn't ask them this ever. If they are a diabetic or not, do not ask them if they can eat a certain thing. Because um, it's insulting. I like, I, I'm going to just be completely plainly honest. It is the most insulting thing. Uh and, and especially when you're young. When you're young, it makes you feel not included. And that's one of the most major things when we are young. 
All we want is to be included in things. And this is something that truly sets the inclusion apart. Food brings people together. I'm, a, I'm an Italian. Uh, I truly believe that. I, we are, me and my family, we are brought to that table for dinner. And that is where a lot of memories have happened. And it's a very special place. There's a lot of special meals etc and uh it's just not okay to exclude people because of what your idea of of things like that are normally type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes get very very confused and um i'm gonna get into that into another podcast but I just want to say that um, that is a very invasive, I, I, I keep saying that, but it's very invasive and it's very insulting to, to do that. Um, number six is, do you have MS? And they also say, it is a good, is it, blah, 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 sorry, it is good that people are familiar with a condition, multiple sclerosis, MS. However, there are many other conditions disabled people may have. So generally, the answer is no to this particular question. Now, I may have brought up um, the when I was talking about the parking lot and the person pulling in, they might be having a good day with their MS and blah, blah, blah. Now, honestly, I was using that because a lot of people understand what that is. Uh, there has been multiple foundations don't like um, just a lot to do with that specific disease so a lot of people are very familiar with it but um, it, seeing as how this person who uh, is in a wheelchair was probably you know Seeing as how the, a person in a wheelchair wrote this, they have probably have been asked this quite a bit, and it is probably very insulting. And uh, not everybody has MS. If they're in a wheelchair, it's not always MS. Uh, I used to work in an ESE classroom, an ESC, um, ESC classrooms or exceptional student education exceptional students have a ESC students have a very wide range of um, disabilities and I personally knew one child I'm going to call him Billy Billy had cerebral palsy and this was something he had from birth and it's a like a muscle um it's a disorder where you lose muscle coordination and all this it's it's very unfortunate and uh he was bound to a wheelchair so for people to just continuously ask whoops sorry 
for people to continuously ask if it's MS now. Like, that's just... It's good to ask and try to understand and show your knowledge. It's really wonderful. But I think that if you know what they have, it's better to show your knowledge that way. So if it's, um, if you know they have a different condition, they've told you they have a different condition, and you know information about that condition, then okay, you know, I mean, um, I mean, don't just come right on out and say it, though. Don't be like, oh, you have cerebral palsy? You have MS? That's just not something you do. I don't, I just don't see where people would even ask that. <sighs> like, why? Um, number seven is, are you okay? People seem to assume that if you're disabled, you're constantly in pain or that something's wrong with you. People also often ask, are you in pain or are you okay? These are questions that may be asked repeatedly during an encounter. Consequently, con consequently, by the end of the meeting, you will be annoyed and probably want to shout out, Yes, you are my source of pain and I'm no longer okay. <laughs> the person who wrote this is, uh, is hysterical. But, um, so to ask if you're okay once or twice... To me, that's okay. That's that's all right to do, um, especially if you have a condition where you might like. I I mean, in this person's case, she she may or he may not feel may feel fine all the time. But I can tell you, at certain points in my day, I do not feel fine. So, um, as the day progresses, I progressively become worse. I get more pain. I might feel sick. All that lovely stuff. So, if we're hanging out and, you know, we're just having a friendly get-together and I say, okay, I'm... I think I'm going to head out, you know, go home or whatever. And you ask me if I'm okay. Well, then I think that's, that's pretty okay to ask me if I'm okay. Because probably at that point in time, I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm not okay right now. <laughs> and I need to leave. So, um, I think in certain situations it's okay, but after a while, like, please just don't ask if we're okay. I mean, so many times really does great on our nerves and maybe induces us to not be okay. <laughs> I don't even know, but that's just, that's just how I feel about it. I feel like you know, it's definitely okay to ask a few times, but it's definitely not okay to ask 
over a few times. Excuse me. I definitely don't think it's okay to ask like more than twice. I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't imagine, you know, sitting across from someone. Hey, how's it going? Good. Are you okay? Yeah. Uh, how? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, how was your day yesterday? Oh, it was, it was wonderful. It, um, I did this. I went to, I, you know, I went out with my family. Um, my, I took my son out and, oh, that's great. Are you okay now? How are you? Are you okay now? Uh, sure, Susan. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay. I'm still okay from five seconds ago. Thanks, though. Um, but anyway, what I was saying was we went out to this little day fair. We went went to a um, banana pudding festival. Oh, oh my God, a banana pudding festival? You're a diabetic, though. I mean, are, are you okay? Should you have been eating all that sugar? I mean, are you okay? Uh, yeah, uh, please, please stop. Because I'm about to punch somebody. And it most likely will be you. Um, so yes, I, I agree with number seven for the most part. <laughs> um, number eight, can she speak? It's quite puzzling why a human being right in front of you directs his or her questions to your companion. Can she speak? What's her name? Some people even ask, what is her IQ level? Apparently IQ is important and okay to discuss in normal circumstances. It is most certainly impolite to inquire after people's IQ in their presence or out of it, or, oh, I'm sorry, or out of it for that matter. Oh, in their presence or out of it for that matter. Um, this is interesting. I did not speak until I was about five and a half years old. Um, that's probably why I say, um, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. Like I say those things quite a bit. Did not speak till I was about five and a half. Um, I did, I was asked my IQ level multiple times in front of me. Um, let's see. Now, granted, this was all when I was young. Um, I do not think I've ever been asked this stuff when I got out of high school. So maybe not even young. Um, I... I definitely was asked in high school things sort of to this nature. Um, if my sugar dropped and, you know, I was acting kind of strange, I guess, you know, if any diabetics are out there, if your sugar drops, obviously, we're not all there. So, um, you know, it's just, that's, that's so rude. But it's just so rude to ask somebody and that honestly breaks my heart to even hear that someone would even ask this in front of somebody like with that person sitting there um that's very sad so no that is not okay to ask um 
not okay at all, I think. Unless you're in like an IEP meeting, you know, you're at school and it's something that's been discussed with them before and maybe even you or your parents have brought it up and it's a conversation that's continuously had then uh, I just I think that that is way out of line way out of line um, number nine is it contagious Disability is a condition and not a disease. Once the public grasps this distinction fully, questions questions such as, is she or he contagious, may be a thing of the past. I agree with this. Jeez. Uh, um, I don't think... Diabetes has always been sort of touchy with people like you know you have as a diabetic you have things like you prick your finger all the time you're injecting yourself all the time so there's needles and lancets involved and things like that and people kind of freak out when it comes to needles so in my opinion on this it is so ridiculous to hear it it's like okay my pancreas shut down you know my body was like nope not today pancreas you no longer belong to me it's it's it we're done the relationship's over cut it off no phone calls no texts nothing we're over and to think that that is something that's contagious is dumb that's like saying to somebody who goes to get like a transplant it if it's contagious like if they get a kidney transplant do you say to that person hey is what happened to your kidney going to happen to my kidney because it because you needed that transplant because it shut down like you don't know the first off you don't know the circumstances one it are we talking again about type 1 or type 2 diabetes two are we talking about the are, are like if we ate healthy or if it was just simply the breakdown of cells and whether or not our brain could process if it was our organ or not like i mean you just it's such a it's ridiculous I was asked this quite a few times as to if di my diabetes was contagious and I personally took it as, as bullying. It felt like I was being bullied and I, I kind of want to say on this thing, don't take that. 
if someone's going to tell you, like, if they're going to be a wise butt like that and be like, hey, oh my god, that's gross, contagious, blah, 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 don't take that. You need to either tell somebody that's like a teacher, a principal, somebody that will listen, your mom, your counselor, somebody, because that is not okay. And it is bullying. To me, it's bullying. It's rude. Almost any of these questions, please just like take these to your counselors or something, whoever, whoever will help you with these. I mean, some of these questions, you know, don't like the, are you okay? I, I would probably not <laughs> say, oh, I'm being bullied by someone who's asking me if I'm okay. Uh, yeah, no. Number 10, the last one is, can you have intimate relationships? It is understandable that disabled people may arouse curiosity, but it is not acceptable to ask whether someone, whether they can, I feel like this was typed a little wrong, by the way, but, um, it's not, because that's, I, I'm like reading it wrong or something, something's happening. Um, it's not acceptable to ask whether or not someone can have intimate relationship or sexual encounters. Why is it that people would never ask a random person if they can have sex, but it is alright to ask a disabled person? Just like someone wouldn't ask, can you use a toilet or do you pass urine? It seems almost necessary that people, disabled people carry a sign that states, I can probably carry out all that you do or more, only differently. Please leave me alone and don't ask me silly and private questions. Um, this was, that was the end of what this person had wrote. The, the, um, author of this is Raya, I hope I don't butcher this, this last name, Al Jadir, edited by Karen Mogendorf. Um, if there's a way for me to, I don't know, uh, link this, I will. But, <clears throat> can you have intimate relationships? Of course. I mean, we're not asking sexuality. You know, I think that this is also something that's absolutely just bonkers to ask. I mean... If the person is even paralyzed, you should not be asking if they can have a relationship. We all have the capability to love and to be loved back. So why this would even be a question? Love is everywhere and um, if this is something that you are asked, I apologize because that is not something you should even be hearing. We all can love. I have a husband. I have a child. 
my husband loves me and I love my husband and some days are worse than others yes and sometimes the pain from the cervical dystonia gets in the way of I, I mean like I don't want to go too far into like TMI or anything but sometimes it gets in the way of of certain sexual relations and that's okay those are just the days that we don't do that and we can show our love in other ways we can cuddle on the couch we can watch tv together we can just talk to each other there there is so many different ways to love and be disabled and i think i'm going to save that conversation for a different podcast um i do want to end the podcast here i want to thank you so much if you listen to this whole thing and um i cannot be more excited to get this out onto the internet and see if anybody responds or agrees or feels any of these things that i've spoken about here today um thank you so so much for listening if you are able to on whatever platform you are listening to this on to um subscribe to this or to um i don't know it's just stay i don't know follow this follow me i would suggest you do and i just cannot wait to keep this up i hope you guys have an amazing day and remember that disabled is ridiculously amazing because we are able the it says dis it says able in disabled we are able we are able and i want to make sure that we all know that so um much love to you guys out there to my fellow disabled people and if you aren't disabled and you want to learn more about disabilities or or you're you're working in a field that works with disability people who have disabilities i invite you to stay and listen and um see more from our side but again thank you so so much for joining me and i will see you in the next podcast episode however have a great day all right bye